If you didn't get your, the notes, would you raise your hand? It will help you significantly to follow along. We have many hands up, and therefore ushers can spring into action. Uh, as, they are, <clears throat> as they are doing that, I want to uh, uh, just exhort you that we, Paul calls our faith a fight. He says, fight the good fight of faith. And I even sensed it today as we began to come in, there was like a, a heaviness that was going to try to come in. And, uh, you know, we broke it off. We fought it off. We released freedom in this place. And I want to encourage you that uh, the enemy is, tries to really intimidate, you know, go, ah, you know. And, but if you resist and put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, you can break through that thing. If you just, but, but you do probably need to throw off enemy assaults daily. Yeah. Uh, so, so you've not been you know, given that spirit of fear. And so rise up against that. And um, even right now as we begin, Lord, I, just, I thank you for the army of God here today. We are your bride we are your assembly of believers. We are the body of Christ with you, Jesus, as our head. But we are also an army. And I thank you for equipping us and instilling in us the, the DNA of a warrior. Lord, that the kingdom of heaven, you said, allows for violent conflict and the violent take it by force. So Lord, we will not roll over. We will not cower. But we will rise up, not in soulish hype, but we will rise up according to the anointing of courage that you even put on King David before he was king as he ran out to Goliath. So, Father, I just declare that over this body and those watching, victory overcoming in Christ because Jesus Christ overcame the enemy on the cross 2,000 plus years ago. May you walk in overcoming victory. May we walk in it today, Lord. Because many lives are watching, needing us to be victorious so that they too can be led into victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, last week, one of our elders, Paul Wyatt, shared and exhorted us to live from the elevated perspective of our Christian identity. And that really helped us to keep our focus on being what God's called us to be and on doing what God called us to do. And it kind of flowed from the week before when I shared a message on how all of us, all of us as believers have been called to move in the Spirit, to minister the gifts of the Holy Spirit as an expression of God's love for people. I talked about how we can bless one another with what I called simple prophecy. And simple prophecy is just giving expression to those faint little impressions that come into your mind that you think will help someone. Faint little impressions that will help to uh, comfort them or to encourage them to persevere during a difficult time or that will confirm to them something they weren't sure God was leading them in, but you shared an impression that helped encourage them. Simple prophecy. I called the message stirred to action. Yeah. 
And then I turned you loose. <laughs> then I said, turn and, and pray with somebody and just see what happens. And I'll be honest, I was a little nervous. I thought, well, you know, this could really flop. You know, pastors actually think that sometimes, you know. <laughs> you, I thought, well, what if everybody just heads for the door, you know, like, I got stuff to do, you know, I got a life to live. Or maybe you felt, I thought, well, maybe they'll feel awkward praying for someone else. But that's not the kind of church you are. You are not of that spirit. In fact, I saw the entire room turn to each other, pray for each other, bless each other. I heard a lot of great reports. And, you know, we dismissed at our normal time, but... You know, it was at least like 45 minutes. People were just hanging around and continuing to flow. And so I was, I was really encouraged by that. I heard a lot of wonderful reports. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2 says, Today is the day of salvation, meaning that we can move in the Holy Spirit today. We're not waiting We're not waiting for the COVID thing to lift to be about the business of the kingdom of God. Today's the day. Today's the day to invite the manifest presence of God to come and touch someone and heal someone who really needs a touch from heaven. And I've got a spoiler alert. Everybody, everybody needs a touch from heaven. Everybody needs a fresh touch. I did this the other way. You couldn't hear me. So I did it this way. (laughs) It is the nature of the kingdom of God to hunger for more of God. And if you're not hungry today, I want to tell you, I can relate. Lots of times I'm not hungry for more of God. So you know what I do? I ask him for more hunger. Say, Lord, would you give me more hunger? So it's our nature to, to be this way, to, to want to uh, move and, and be touched by God and to release that flow through us to bless others. The best way, paragraph B there, the best way that you can guard against spiritual compromise is to move in the spirit. I have found the best way to keep the enemy from getting in is to let the spirit flow out. I hear lots of messages. I see lots of messages online from from leaders that I really respect. And a lot of them are about not backsliding during COVID. And those are really important. Amen. I mean, how to keep your joy, how to keep your faith how to keep your nose clean, you know, not fall into habitual sin. It's very important. But when you are a force for good, evil has a hard time getting in and gaining a foothold in your life. Evil can't get in when you are flowing out. Picture a garden hose, okay? I, I, I wanted this, I wanted the first little, the little girl on the bottom, That was the one I just wanted to show that because that just cracked me up, okay? (laughs) But I thought, you know, then I thought about a little more and I went, you know, so our lives, Jesus said in John 7, 37, he said, out of your belly or your spirit man will flow a river of living water. So, So 
I thought, you know, sometimes when we step out and minister to somebody, we're like that little girl going, oh, I think this might help you. I'm not sure, you know. But you know what? Up to the top left is a mud puddle. Mud there signifies the mud, uh, the filth of the world, the world system, that's un the uncleanness and all that kind of stuff. And, but I thought, you know, then the one, one to the right, if you're flowing out, if water's flowing out of that hose, it's hard for the mud to get in. Yeah. And so we've been called to flow up in worship and then the Lord flows through us out to other people. And I have found in my own life, that's the key to staying victorious, especially during these last six months. Mm. I am looking for ways yeah. to give expression to those little impressions, those opportunities. And, it, and it's a really, it's a wisdom. I saw a t-shirt this last week, someone who's a strong Christian, and the shirt said, hold the line. And I thought, that's a really good shirt. Hold the line. You know, like, don't back up. Don't, don't give in to the pressures. Hold the line. You know, be, be strong in the Lord. Don't be shaken. And I thought, that's great. But as soon as I looked at that a little longer, I thought, you know, the Lord spoke in my heart, said, don't just hold the line. Advance the line. Advance the line of kingdom authority in the world around you. The best way to hold the line is to advance the line. Yes. And so that's what we're looking at today. Matthew 16, 18. Classic passage. Just the very end of it, Jesus is telling Peter, the gates of Hades, or hell, will not prevail against the church. Mm. Now the last time I checked, gates don't advance on people people advance on gates. Yeah. And so the gates of Hades, as we are a church that's advancing, that's not just holding the line, but advancing the line, Jesus is basically saying, I'm going to back you up. <laughs> the gates of Hades will not prevail as we are in a proactive, force for good, flowing out attitude and position. So today I want to continue with this theme, really a part two on stirred to action. I want us to look particularly at how we can act, take that action of praying for the sick and seeing them recover. How many of you have ever prayed for somebody who was sick and then they recovered, they got better? Amen? It's exciting, isn't it? To see that God can use you to pray for the sick and see them recover. So I want to these verses we looked at a couple of weeks ago, and I want us to lean into them today. I'm not just as a point of review, but listen with both ears. Okay, listen intently as this is how the Lord sees you and has called you. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. You can all prophesy. I said that simple prophecy, you can all share little impressions that God gives you for someone. You may do that today. Little, we're going to turn you loose today. By the way, I'm not going to go very long. We're going to turn you loose should you choose to accept that assignment and stay. You can all prophesy. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. The manifestation of 
of the Spirit. It's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. The manifestation, manifest means you see it. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Greek word there of each one is hekasto. You know what it means, each one? It means each one. Very complicated. High seminary stuff. We've been given the manifestation of the Spirit, every one of us in the room. Matthew 10, 8. Jesus says, heal the sick. Now we know that, I'll stop right there and say, we know that we aren't the ones that do the healing directly, but we are vessels through which God uses to heal the sick. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received. How many of you received blessing from the Lord? Freely you've received, now freely give. Jesus is calling me and you to move in the Spirit. Mark 16, 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. Let me stop right there. How many of you believe? Okay, so here you are, Joe Believer. You're, you're believing and you're walking. What's supposed to be following you? Signs. You're to, you're to leave a trail of blessing, not a trail of destruction behind you. Destruction to the enemy's kingdom, but blessing for the kingdom of God. These signs shall follow those who believe. Jesus is talking. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Roman numeral three, some thoughts that I have here on praying for healing that will hopefully give us confidence in this area. Paragraph A. This may sound a little elementary, but what actually is going on when you pray for a sick person and they get healed? Well, here's what really, if you break it down, what's going on is the healing power of God is flowing through the one praying and into the body of the one who is sick. See, healing is directly related to sickness. Where there's no sickness, there's no need for healing. So healing is God's divine, supernatural. Notice I said divine there because there can be demonic power. It's divine supernatural power channeled through a believer into the body of the one who is sick, coming against the sickness, dealing with it, and replacing it with health and healing. That's essentially what's going on. There's a river that's flowing out of you all the time. Thanks be to God who always leads us in a triumphant parade, Scripture says. And through us, diffuses the fragrance of the knowledge of him in every place. Did you realize that? Everywhere you go, there's a, there's a fragrance emanating from you. Sometimes that fragrance, sometimes that river includes physical healing. We just have to be yielded. We just have to say, Lord, I'm going for this. You, you called me to it. And so the first one there is, is what actually happens. Paragraph B, 
On what basis can we claim healing? You see, I don't like to just go, oh, that sounds cool. We should go for it. What's the scriptural basis that we can claim the fact that I can pray for the sick and see them recover? Yes, it's great Jesus said to, but what's the basis for that? The basis that gives me confidence when I pray for someone is the finished work of Jesus on the cross. That Jesus on the cross, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, and then in 1 Peter 2, 24, Jesus said, surely he has borne, it says of Jesus, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And it goes on to say, and by his stripes, that's the, the, stri- the whip on his back, by the blood he shed on the cross, it's where it's talking about, we are healed. Jesus took on the sickness legally at the cross of that person. And now when we pray for that person, we are basically exercising the authority, the the legal purchase for their healing was purchased at the cross. And now we're saying in that person's experience, I have confidence that because Jesus took that sickness on the cross, I have confidence that that sickness can be dealt with and replaced with healing. That's what gives us confidence. We do not trust in our ability when we pray for someone who's sick or needs healing. We can't heal anyone, but we can be a yielded vessel for God to use. You know, I just, a lot of times, even in my mind before I minister, especially I remember going to, on some mission trips and, and I just wake up in the morning and I say, God, would you use me today? Holy Spirit, would you use me? Just as you're praying with them, you can just kind of say it under your breath. Lord, would you use me as a vessel for your healing virtue? A couple of examples of divine healing through the, from the ministry of Jesus. Luke 4, verse 40. It's in your notes there. We find this description. It's under paragraph C. <clears throat> This description of the ministry of Jesus here says when the sun was setting. Now, why would that be important? The sun was setting because it was the end of the Sabbath. So his audience there was primarily Jews. When the sun was setting, see, they weren't going to come out and do stuff. So when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus and laying hands on every one of them, he was healing them. It's interesting here, Jesus never turned away a sick person who came to him for healing. He never did. There's no record of that in any of the Gospels. Jesus never said, your sickness is too severe. He never said, it's not the will of God for you to be healed. So in this instance... Jesus laid hands on all who were sick. And the power of God flowed through his hands, the hands of Jesus, into the bodies of the sick people. See, this is why we're looking at this passage, because it illustrates what I said about what, what goes on when you pray for the sick. Again, this is not to take the place. I mean, we're thankful for medicine and doctors and all of that. That's what Paul Cain called common grace. 
You know, you need, you need help for your vision. You know, there's common grace of eyeglasses or other things. There's common grace of medicine. But what we're talking about is special grace where the healing virtue, the healing power flows through us to other people. So in this instance, Jesus laid his hands on the bodies of the sick people and he replaced it with health. And so basically the healing power was emanating from the person of Jesus. Now Mark 5 helps us to see this even more clearly in this incident in which supernatural healing power emanated from Jesus and healed a woman who had a hemorrhage or an issue of blood for 12 years. She'd spent all her money going to doctors. She had tried for 12 years to get healed. And I read that again this week and my heart was touched. She was at the end of her rope. Mark 5, 24. Let's just read it along with me as I read it. Just let the word just kind of stir us. All these scriptures that we're looking at are to stir us. And then we're going to hear some testimonies in a minute. And a great multitude followed Jesus and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus... She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body, she felt a difference that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? One version says, who touched me? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Shalom, peace, means wholeness. And be healed of your affliction. So again, we see that at certain times, supernatural healing power emanated from the body of Jesus. In a sense, the power was available to everybody at that time. But not everybody received the power. One woman did. Why? Because her personal faith released the power. Everybody else was thronging him. She was touching him. She reached out and touched him. Her faith released the healing virtue. This should be our mindset, whether you're the one praying Or you're the one receiving the prayer. Because Lord, I want to touch you. I want to come into connection with you and your heart. It's that what I call the inner reach. The woman with the issue of blood had an inner reach for God. You know what I pray in this prayer room so often? I say, Lord, would you increase my reach? 
Because we can get complacent, can't we? Oh, everything's pretty good. I've got this going. You know, oh, I'm not that hungry. I'm not that. No, Lord, even right now, Lord, would you increase our reach? For you're waiting to reveal more of who you are, more of your beauty, more of your love, more of your power. Lord, would you increase our reach in this hour? Rachel, if you could come and at least get ready here, get the team ready. I want to share a few testimonies to stir us to action. All of these have have happened in the last few weeks. They've happened instantly. So you never know while you're praying for someone and you're not really feeling a whole lot. You're just, yeah, you never know when God's going to drop a bomb. Okay, and then as I was looking at that, I know this is cute. This is for you, Marissa. You never know when God's going to drop a B-A-L-M bomb. Come on. Balm, you know, is there no balm of Gilead, right? The healing balm, which was actually for skin. In fact, I had a wor- got a word a few minutes ago, someone with skin rash irritation. The Lord wants to actually heal that. So he wants to, I believe, apply a healing balm, whether you're here or online. Um, But all these happen instantly, so you never know when God's going to drop a bomb. You know, if you never get to the plate, I said that a few weeks ago, if you're never swinging the bat, you're never going to get many, any hits. So let's, you know, my, my, my overall point today is let's get to bat. Let's start swinging the bat more. And we'll, let's just see what God does. Amen. Someone on the web stream, won't say their name, but she lives in Houston. She was watching uh, on the web stream a few weeks ago. A prophetic word was given about God wanting to heal someone of chronic neck pain. So a couple of weeks ago, she, she, she commented in the comment section on the Facebook live stream. She said, watching in Houston, last week my husband was healed of chronic neck pain. And then she wrote in all caps, for real. (laughs) And then she wrote the second week later, she said, he's still healed. Praise God. Amen. Now, I don't know if if Ashton is here today, but he he came up to me last week and he said uh, that two months ago, a friend of his, she said she randomly found the River in the Hills service online. Randomly found it. A word of knowledge was given about God wanting to heal someone's left ear. Anybody remember that word? God wanting to heal someone's left ear. She said after hearing that, she realized immediately the ringing in her left ear went away. And several days later, it was still dramatically reduced. It was an instant healing that lasted for six weeks and counting. And, you know, Ashton was telling me this. He's one of our members here. He was, he was telling me, I looked at her, I said, why didn't you tell me? She said, I don't know. I, I didn't even tell my husband. You know, it was like, but I'm glad he told me. He said, I think that'll encourage you today, Glenn. I was like, well, thank you, Ashton. I think I'll, I think I'll use that. Well, what that was, what that, those examples were, were words of knowledge. Like you had this impression. I think God may want to heal someone's left ear. Word of knowledge combined with a gift of healing. 
Larry Alby back there, wave your hand right here. Larry Alby, he came up a few weeks ago uh, and testified that he'd had back pain for three years. And now I'm going to step out here and ask you in a second how it's doing. But for three years, he had back pain. And I looked at him. I said, Larry, I think God wants to give you a tune-up. And, uh, and I want, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a mechanic. So I was like, I think he wants to change out your spark plugs. And he, got, and he said, the moment I said spark plugs, instantly the pain left his, left his back. How are you doing now? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. These are not paid testimonials. <laughs> Real quick, and then Mandy, if you can get ready, I have an in-person testimony. Uh, someone um, let me know a couple weeks ago, they had been, again, anonymous. They'd been anxious and overwhelmed, because this is different than the physical, but they'd been anxious and overwhelmed by life in general, and just all the things that I do, and the different hats that I have to wear. I was actually starting to even feel unsure about what the Lord had called me to in ministry. The task even now seems daunting, but I know abiding in His grace, I can do all things. Instantly in the service, again, instantly, this is what he writes. When someone in the service two weeks ago started to pray for me, I began to actually feel physically lighter, like I weighed less. Then when they said the words, grace for the pace, simple prophecy, just a phrase. May God give you grace for the pace of your life. It seemed as though I had been carrying weights on my shoulders that all of a sudden fell off. I literally felt like I weighed less and I even felt as though I could stand up straighter. That's the power of declaration. See, when we make a declaration, Oftentimes in the Holy Spirit comes right on top of that declaration and releases power. This is Mandy. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Puche? All right. Mandy. Yeah. Puche. Um, could you share this testimony? Sure. Thank you. So uh, one Sunday, Kyle gave a word that um, Grace had said about having a sore throat. And so at work, I've been wearing a mask all day, and it was getting to where I was having a constant sore throat. It was not going away. And when Kyle gave the word that Grace said, I said, that's for me, and I just claimed it. And right then, I sneezed, and it literally, it felt like something came out, and then my sore throat was gone. Yeah. How's it, how's it now? It's still good. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Let's all stand up to your feet, if you would. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cross, Lord. You see, what I've been trying to kind of con communicate is if we dial down in our emotions when we pray for people, if we just kind of relax, say, hey, you know, I'm not the one doing this, but I'm, I'm I, I want to be used. And you just kind of go for it with that little impression or you, uh, you, you, you step out in that way. Not this, I have to hear the thundering voice. You know, just if we dial down and relax, 
You never know what God's going to do. But you know what? Even if it doesn't hit the mark, they know you love them. They know you cared. So it's, it's okay. I mean, if 50% of the time it doesn't hit, that, that's okay. What about the other 50%? It really helped them. I mean, I'm so glad Larry, after three years of back pain, is better. I'm so glad Mandy's throat is still better. Chronic neck pain is still better. I don't know if he still feels lighter, but that's good. Rachel's going to play in a moment. But I want us to just <clears throat> open our hands to the Lord if you feel led to do this. We're, we're not going to have formalized prayer teams. We're just going to just want to give you a moment, get some time here to just ask the Lord to give you any, maybe the Lord will give you an impression about for somebody to, to pray for that's either at home or here and online, whatever. But if you don't get anything like that, that's fine too. Holy Spirit, we just open our hands to you in our hearts. We just see, Lord, you died for us. You died and shed your blood to to defeat the powers of darkness. You came to destroy the works of the enemy. And I thank you that on the cross, you did disarm the principalities and powers. And by your stripes, by your shed blood, we not only were he are healed, it says in Isaiah, but we were healed. You took them completely legally so that we could walk in health and prosper today. I ask for the fire of your spirit to come. Come into our hands right now. Whether you feel a tingling or whether you feel heat or not, that's not, that's not, we're not going for anything like that, but we, but you might. Lord, we're just yielded vessels. We're those garden hoses saying, Lord, flow through us.